Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember, you can call the Dr. Wyatt Show Monday through Thursday, 4.30 to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at 720-307-7347, and I'll respond to your marriage questions. Today's topic is all about sexual intimacy in marriage. A lot of couples have sexual problems for a variety of factors. One factor is when there's an uneven libido. One partner's high libido, another partner's low libido. Another factor is busyness, where couples just don't have time to cultivate the sexual connection. Another factor can be lack of emotional intimacy, so one or the other partner isn't open to sexual contact. Another reason can be sexual trauma from one's past that is carrying over into their marriage. A lot of you have heard my story. That's what happened to us when we got married. My wife had a lot of sexual trauma in her past, and it got brought into our relationship, and then I didn't respond well to that sexual trauma. Instead of me being patient and calm and comforting, I got angry in response to all of her sexual rejection. And so we had a lot of marital problems in the early stages of our our relationship because of all of her sexual trauma. And it took us seeing multiple therapists, sexual trauma therapists, to finally learn a pattern to heal that sexual trauma. So I know firsthand what it feels like to have sexual problems in your marriage and how hard that can be. So the first thing I'm going to get into is to reinforce this model called the wedding cake model. Some of you may have heard me teach about it before. Maybe you've read the article on my website called Married Sex Wedding Cake Model. You can Google it. There's a marriage tool about the wedding cake model on my website under marriage tools. The wedding cake model is a very important model to consider to optimize your sexual intimacy. So the model has four stages. The first stage at the base is you have to work through resentments. It's hard to have sex with someone you resent. So first and foremost, you have to work through the resentments. How much resentment do you have in your heart toward your partner? Long-term relationships have resentment on average that have not been worked through, and that creates barriers and walls between intimacy. So stage one of the wedding cake model is searching your heart for any negative feelings that you harbor against your partner. That's an area of resentment that needs to get resolved, that needs to get flushed through using the reunite tool. So that's stage one. You have to tackle the resentments in your marriage. Once those are resolved and flushed out, then you go to the second tier of the wedding cake model. And this tier is when you start building friendship and you start building affection. It's hard to be friends and be affectionate with someone you resent. That's why you have to tackle the resentments first. So that second tier of friendship and affection, this is where you start having your two mini dates a week. Those mini dates can be two hours to three hours. Vary it up with when you do it, but you want to have it be predictable and you want to take turns who's in charge. And during those mini dates, you want to make sure you're having your head heart check, which cultivates emotional intimacy. You want to make sure you're having a lot of affection and you want to make sure you're doing something recreational. So you're having fun together, something you both would enjoy. When that stage is going well, you move up to the third stage, the third tier, and that's when you start having sensual activity. 
and sensual activity can be added to your mini dates. And that can include cuddling, that can include sensual massage, that can include showering or bathing together. And this is where you take turns being the giver and the receiver. And I recommend keeping your underwear on or your bathing suits on because this is not sexual time, it's sensual. This is a bridge. This is the activity a lot of couples neglect in their relationship, but you need that sensual time together to bond and to start feeling safe with each other in that space. And you can maximize your five senses during the sensual time. What do you wanna be looking at? What level of light? What do you wanna be tasting? Maybe you can eat something that would be pleasurable like dark chocolate. What do you wanna be listening to? What kind of music or sound would be pleasant? What kind of smell, what kind of aromas would you appreciate? What kind of touch would you appreciate the most? You want to maximize your five senses during the sensual time. At the end of the sensual time, some nights, neither of you may be aroused. So you stop there. Other nights, one of you may be aroused, but not the other one. So those nights, the person who's aroused can go pleasure themselves if they feel comfortable doing that. Other nights, you both may be aroused or you're open to getting aroused, and that's when you go into the top tier, which is sexual activity. And when you go up to that top tier, you can have choices. Some nights, it might be everything above the waist. Other nights, it might be everything below the waist, just manual. Other nights, it might be oral. Other nights, it might be everything, including intercourse. And this is going to defer to the lower libido partner because we want to bring back voice and choice so they're fully present, and that often leads to more frequent sexual contact. So that's the wedding cake model. So I wanna start with the wedding cake model because often what happens is the lower tiers are not addressed, but sex is still expected. Sex is still expected in marriage even when there's resentments, even when there's not a friendship or affection going on, even when there's not sensual activity happening. The higher libido partner often still desires sex and then if there is sex, it's obligation sex, or there's a complete avoidance of sex. So if you're having sexual problems in your relationship, I highly recommend following the wedding cake model. Address resentments, then build friendship and affection, then build sensual activity, and then add erotic touch. Now, let's assume that's in place, and you're doing pretty well, but you're starting to get a little bored with your sex life. You're starting to feel a little, uh, it's just kind of mundane. It's kind of like vanilla ice cream. It's the same thing every time. So now I'm gonna focus on three reasons to vary up the sex positions in your marriage. The first reason is to maximize pleasure. You need to communicate on what feels good for you during sexual activity and what does not feel good to you during intercourse. A lot of couples don't talk. And if they do talk, they criticize. The last thing you ever want is to feel criticized sexually. If your partner chastises you or reprimands you because of what you're doing, you're gonna shrivel up and die. It's a horrible feeling. And so you wanna learn how to communicate, but do it in a way that's very neutral or do it in a way that's very positive. So one option is called the positive redirect. So let's imagine you're having sex, but it doesn't feel very good to you. So instead of reprimanding your partner, you could just tell them what position would feel better instead and then praise them. Praise them a lot and tell them how good it feels and how wonderful it is and how much you appreciate the new, the new position. 
So that's called a positive redirect. If your partner is doing something sexually you don't appreciate, doesn't feel the best to you, redirect it to something that would feel better and then praise them for it. The other option is you can communicate without words by saying this, mm-mm, or mm, or mm-hmm. The advantage with that approach is it keeps you in your body instead of going into your head where maybe you start analyzing or you start using too many words. And it also is an effective way to communicate to your partner what it feels like, what's being done, or what kind of position you're in, or what sexual activity is happening. But you really wanna open up the communication because to maximize your pleasure, both of you, during sex, you're gonna have to communicate. What feels best to partner A may not feel the best to partner B. So you're gonna have to communicate on the sexual positions you're using and trying until you find one that's a win-win. And that may vary each time you have sex. It It may change. The majority of women, their sexual pleasure goes down after intercourse because there's not enough clitoral stimulation. Therefore, a lot of the communication to maximize pleasure with intercourse is gonna be around how to maximize the woman's clitoris during intercourse. The second reasons to vary up sex positions is you wanna maximize interest. When you do the same sexual position every time, let's imagine you do the missionary position and you do it every single time, it gets boring. And then we start losing interest. So to maximize interest, to keep it interesting, vary it up. Change up the sex positions. One good rule of thumb is every third time you have sex, try a different position. But again, do a position that works for both of you, communicate so that you're optimizing pleasure for both of you. But you wanna change it up because it keeps your interest. When you do a new sexual position that works for both of you, it's interesting. It gets your attention. It's more arousing. It's more exciting. It's different. The third reason to vary up your sexual positions in marriage is to maximize adventure. Couples need adventure together because when you're having adventure, new experiences, you experience new frontiers, it bonds you. You feel closer. You feel more connected. And the principle applies in the bedroom. So every time you change up your sex position, it's an adventure. You're trying something new together. You're trying something different. You're infusing variety into your relationship and that is adventure. So after that experience, you can talk about it. You can process it, you can unpack it. How was that for you? What did you think? What did you like? What did you not like? What should we adjust for next time? That's because you've just had an experience together. You've had an adventure. So varying up your sex positions will maximize adventure in your relationship. So those are three reasons to vary up sex positions in your marriage. Number one, to maximize your pleasure. Number two, to maximize your interest. And number three, to maximize your adventure. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Wyatt Show. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to leave a review and click the five stars. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And if this podcast has inspired you and it's helped your relationship, I would love to have you on the podcast to interview you so others can be inspired by your story. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you nurture it and tend to it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.